Welcome to Ethical ELA, a podcast about teaching English language arts, emphasis on the language and the arts. English language arts teachers have the privilege and responsibility of nurturing the reading and writing lives of students. And that means honoring what's in their hearts and on their minds. But that also means teachers must nurture their own reading and writing lives so that they know how to meaningfully do the work. This podcast navigates the being and becoming a teacher of youth who are navigating the language and the art of reading and writing their worlds. Shout out to Paula Prairie. Hello, teacher friends. My name is Sarah Donovan, and welcome to Ethical ELA. Today on our show, I have brought five friends with me, AKA books, one, two, three, four, five books. I'm gonna share with you the first page of each book, because isn't it just nice to be read to? So the first book is hear it. I don't know if you can hear me opening it. Uh, Toni Morrison's The Blue Sky. And so I have this book because I'm working on a project and uh, I want to reread this and I'm doing some research on Toni Morrison and The Blue Sky, but let me read to you the first page. Here's the house. It is green and white. It has a red door. It is very pretty. Here's the family. Mother, father, Dick, and Jane live in the green and white house. They're very happy. See Jane? She has a red dress. She wants to play. Who will play with Jane? See the cat? It goes meow, meow. Come and play. Come and play with Jane. The kitten will not play. See mother? Mother is very nice. Mother, will you play with Jane? Mother laughs. Laugh, mother, laugh. See father? He is big and strong. Father, will you play with Jane? Father is smiling. Smile, father, smile. See the dog. Bow wow goes the dog. Do you want to play with Jane? See the dog run. Run, dog, run. Look, look, here comes a friend. The friend will play with Jane. They will play a good game. Play, Jane, play. The second book that I picked up from the library today was other words for home. And I, I came across this book because it was a Newbery honor book. And so I'm gonna read to you the first, um, I should tell you it is uh, other words for home by Jasmine Warga. And I'm gonna read for you the first page. Uh, this is in verse. It is almost summer and everywhere smells like fish, except for right down by the sea where if you hold your nose just right, you can smell the sprawling jasmine and the salt water instead. In the summer, I always hold my nose to avoid the stench of fish and tourists that smell like hairspray and money and French perfume. The tourists come from Damascus and Aleppo, sometimes even Beirut and Amman. Once I met a man all the way from Doha. I asked him about the skyscrapers that I've heard reach all the way up to the heavens, but Baba hushed me quiet before the man could answer me. Baba does not like for me to talk to tourists.
Another book that I picked up today from the library is Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Out With Me by Mariko Tamaki. This is a graphic novel and I found it, I came across the book because it was on an LGBTQ book list for young adults that I was really excited to read. Uh, so I'll just, this one's, I'll try to describe to you how I see I'm going to read um, the text. So there's two panels on this, um, on one on top of the other. The top panel is a large square and it's all in black and white except for these pink balloons that are floating up to the sec to the uh, upper part of the image and it looks like they're in a gymnasium and there's um, kids, teenagers that are all kind of huddled at the bottom of the graphic and it looks like it's at a school dance because the balloons in the background are all shaped in heart. And on the left side of the panel is a large uh, tiger image kind of hovering above the students and it looks like that might be the school mascot. And right in the very center is a text box that says, Dear Anna Vice, comma. Uh, so it looks like it's a uh, an email message that popped up. And then the second panel right below it is a more rectangular panel and it's in the bathroom of uh, what looks like the bathroom of a high school. And you have uh, one person in a sort of a gown dressed off the shoulder uh, girl to like represents as girl putting on mascara or fiddling, fiddling with her um, fiddling with her eyelashes somehow. And then next to her is another character putting on lipstick that presents in a slightly different way, not in a gown, but kind of has like this ruffled necktie and kind of spiky curly hair with earrings. So they look a little bit different. And then kind of in the back are two guys. So now it makes me wonder whether or not they're actually in a bathroom or if it's just kind of this space in the hallway that has a sink and a mirror, which is kind of interesting. And then the bottom right of that, it says, my name is Freddie Riley. So it looks maybe those are name tags or something like that. So that's just the first um, page of the graphic novel. When I was compiling a list of middle grade novels with own voices and a main character, a person of color, I came across this title, A Good Kind of Trouble by Lisa Moore Renee. I hadn't read it, so I put this on my list and ordered it from the library, and then I picked this one up today. Chapter one, first slide. I'm allergic to trouble. It makes my hands itch. But today in science, when Mr. Levy starts calling out lab partner assignments, I don't even get the slightest tingle. I just sit there, barely breathing, waiting for him to assign me to the perfect partner. He's been promising we'd start science lab since the first day of school, but it's been weeks. Lots of time for me to decide on the perfect partner. Mr. Levy has been teaching science at Everson High for centuries, and he looks like a mad science. For real. He has wild, frizzy gray hair and even wears a lab coat every day. He fluffs his hair and adjusts his thick black glasses. I start rubbing my hands against my legs which isn't a good sign, but I don't pay attention. Any second, he will get to my name. So I'm always on the lookout for a grown-up book. I read a lot of middle grade and young adult, as you know. And so when I was on Twitter, I saw uh, a hashtag yellow house and I saw all caps must read this now or must be on every book list something like that 
and I saw Carol Jago had commented that it was sitting on her in her to read pile and that she was going to move it up. And so I went right to my library, Edmund Lowe Library at Oklahoma State University, and I put this uh, request in. And that was just yesterday, and the book was there waiting for me today. So this is The Yellow House by Sarah M. Broom. And I'm just going to, this one is a grown up book, so there's a little bit more words on each page and it's also much longer and so when I'm so used to reading books um, middle grade and young adult novels that I can finish in the sitting or a couple days this one is almost 400 pages and there's a lot of words on every page I feel like now I know what it feels like uh, for our students but so I'm going to read you the first page this one's a little bit longer so bear with me from high up 15 feet above where the aerial photographs are taken 4121 Wilson Avenue, the address I know best, is a minuscule point, a scab of green. In satellite images shot from higher still, my former street dissolves into the toe of Louisiana's boot. From this vantage point, our address, now mite size, would appear to sit in the Gulf of Mexico. Distance lends perspective, but it can also shade, misinterpret. From these great heights, my brother Carl would not be seen. Carl, who is also my brother Rabbit, sits his days and nights away at 4121 Wilson Avenue at least five times a week after working his maintenance job at NASA or when he is not fishing or near to the water where he loves to be. 4,015 days past the water, beyond all new cycles known to man. Still sits a skinny man in shorts, white socks pulled up to his kneecaps, one gold picture frame around his front tooth. Sometimes you can find Carl alone on our lot, poised on an ice chest, searching the view as if for a sign, as if for a wonder, or else seated at a pecan colored dining table with intricately carved legs holding court. The table where Carl sometimes sits is on the spot where our living room used to be, but where instead a floor there is green grass trying to grow. See Carl gesturing with a long arm, if he feels like it, wearing dark shades even if it's night, See Rabbit with his legs crossed at the ankle, a long-legged man knotted up. I can see him there now in my mind's eye, silent and holding a beer, babysitting ruins. But that is not his language or sentiment. He would never betray the yellow house like that. Carl often finds company on Wilson Avenue where he keeps watch. Friends will arrive and pop their trunks, revealing coolers containing spirits on ice. Help yourself, baby, they will say. If someone has to pee, they do it in what used to be our den or they use the bright blue porta potty sitting in the back of the yard where the shed once was. Well, that's all for today's episode of Ethical ELA. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And go to ethicalela.com for information about joining our five-day writing challenge. The next five-day writing challenge hosted by Ethical ELA and I was Allison Berryhill is February 15th through 19th. So be sure to sign up for that and we'll see you next time.